The Mad Horse of Two Moons by Randall Schaefer I wish that I could tell you how it was first fated that I'd be drawn into the saga of the Mad Horse of Two Moons, but I can't. That was between my mother and her brother Two Moons, spoken in a terse combination of Cheyenne and English over the party telephone line that we shared with four other families. The first that I knew of it was when I came home on a hot summer day in the middle of my twelfth year from playing with friends to find my mother sitting on the porch, smoking one of her endless Parliament cigarettes. I was hot, sweaty, and thirsty, and was sold on sitting with her when I saw the two tall glasses of iced tea, one full and one half-emptied beside her. Hers, I knew, was unsweetened and further bittered with lemon. Mine, I found when I tasted it, was unbittered and doctored with a lot of sugar. Yes, my mother knew the way to my heart. I sat down and took a big drink of my tea. It pains, pains me to admit that I've never felt as close to either of my parents as I wish that I did. Don't get me wrong, I do not indulge in the modern failing of blaming my parents for every fucked-up thing that I've ever done or felt. I do not hate my parents, I simply feel that they are of a different sort than I. If my grandmother hadn't assured me that she'd seen me emerge with her own eyes, I would have seriously considered the possibility that I was adopted. We chit-chatted for a few moments, talked about my day, my play, my friends. When you're twelve, the world is all about you. The smartest adults realize this. Finally, she got to the point. Another way to my heart, she knew, was by using those adults with whom I felt an affinity. Two Moons was one of these. Your Uncle Two Moons called. He needs your help with something. Okay. I was trying to maintain my cool, trying to appear as if Two Moons needing my help was, oh, maybe a bother, but one that I would tolerate. When does he need me? Actually, he's on his way over now. You probably have just enough time to gather up a change of clothes in case you decide to stay tonight. I drained my tea, stood, kissed my mom on an offered cheek, one of the few rituals that remained with us until my adulthood, and then ran into the house. My bedroom was in the back of the small house, and, in fact, had been added on about the time that I began crawling out of my crib. I threw a few clothes and the newest issues of Superman and Batman into my rucksack, and then ran back into the yard where Two Moons was pulling up in his battered old truck. Despite five years between them, my mother and Two Moons could have been twins. They both had long, silky black hair, his braided, hers loose around her shoulders, both of a dark Caucasian skin tone, both relatively tall and a little slim. I think of them as they are now, my mother a 75-year-old woman with emphysema and dyed blonde hair, and two moons at 80 in advanced Alzheimer's, and I try to remember the vibrant, exciting people that hugged that day in the driveway. And it is difficult. I have heard speculation from family members that my mother and two moons had been lovers as adolescents. When I recall this image of the two of them standing in the driveway in each other's arms, I don't find it difficult to believe or disgusting. I ran to two moons and jumped into his strong arms, hugging his neck tightly as he laughed and cradled me. I noticed that he didn't touch me with his hands, though, and knew what this meant. The wonderful, nimble fingers that had tried to teach me to braid two years before were now, just like my mother's, crippled with osteoarthritis. This disease would hit me at about the age of seventeen, really coming on with a vengeance when I was in my twenties. Luckily, medical advances have allowed me to live my life without the deformed, hooked claws that both two moons and my mother possessed by the time they were fifty.
He set me back on the ground, and I hook-shotted my rucksack into the bed of his truck. Your hair's getting long. You'll be able to braid it soon, and you'll be a man. Actually, to this day, I cannot braid my own hair. That wonderful, dexterous trick of teaching your fingers to ignore the input from the mirror was never mine. 